Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, our new player has joined. Keith and Jesse talked to Dr. Christopher Hale about getting involved with the Sister District Project. They also discuss fascism and gaming and echo the dolphin. On The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows. Featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out, why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is insecurity. Mmm, fun one. Let's do this. Hey, hey, friends. Thanks for listening to Kinda Dating. Hey, before we start. Do you know we're on social media? Yep, all of it, at Kinda Dating. Uh, be the first to find out about new episodes, who next guests are, and some cool behind-the-scenes pictures. Um, once again, that's at Kinda Dating, so follow us. Let's get into it. Today's topic is on insecurity. We've done an episode on confidence before, uh, but let's flip that on its head and talk about insecurity. And I don't feel like there could be a better guest for this episode. Um, it's a dear friend of mine, an old performer friend of mine, but she is a writer, producer of HBO's Insecure. I have Amy. <laughs> How do I say your last name? Aniobi. Aniobi. What were you going to say? What did your mind tell you to say? Aniobi. Hey, that's also correct. Is it that's okay? Fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Aniobi, though. As long as it's not Aniobi. Or... No, no, no. That I don't even know why anybody. That's Yeah. Uh... Aniobi is also good. Yeah. That's yeah. like when people say... Uh, Chandel for me. Oh, I'm yeah. like, why would that ever Chandel. go? Chandel. Like, ugh. <laughs> Chandel. Chandel yeah. people. Yeah, you're like, come on, make it yeah. fancy. <laughs> Put also, some respect so, on my name. So, guys, Amy and I used to be on an uh, in an indie improv team back in the day. That's when we met. Um, then I found out, like, low-key, that you're a writer and that you were a writer on one of my favorite shows, HBO Silicon Valley. Awesome. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like great obsessed. because it's so true to that world. Yeah. You know, it like really nails how nerd culture. <laughs> well, also like it's that one show that I feel like every time we're all one step ahead, we go two steps back. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every episode it. ends with a little bit of a, oh, yeah. <laughs> they are going to make it. No, they're and not. And they're not. <laughs> and yet it works every single time. Gets uh, me every time. I'm glad that you. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I'm glad to hear that it works. <laughs> um, and now you're on uh, the hit show Insecure. Mm -hmm. But you used to work with um, Issa Rae back in the day, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so Issa and I actually went to uh, college together. And I, I knew of her in college. And when I moved um, out to L.A. was right when she was starting her 
web series, Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. And uh, her producing partner at the time, Tracy Oliver, who, uh, shout out to Tracy, she wrote Barbershop 2 and the upcoming movie Girls Trip coming out soon. And Tracy contacted me and was like, Issa and I are, are hiring writers for her web series, would you like to submit a script? And at the time, I was in grad school at UCLA, like doing the MFA screenwriting program. And I was like, submit a script? Oh, you know me. Like, I'm in grad school. Like, if that's not script enough, I don't know. Like, I talked some big game. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. just like, <laughs> and then she was like, we've chosen you. And then the web series came out and it was so huge. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have been <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> I was like, I'm not submitting anything to you. You've read my work. And then so, in retrospect, I was like, I should have been more Except <laughs> it worked out. And then I was like, thank God. Thank God that right. you guys picked me. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I was so happy. Um, and yeah, so I wrote for, I started writing around like episode five of season one of Awkward Black Girl. And I wrote for all of season two as well. Uh, um, season one with a writing partner. And then season two, I uh, wrote a couple episodes on my own. And then Issa and I have just stayed in touch like ever since that. And um and after like a, a being staffed on a few shows down the line, every time I I got staffed on something, I would always email her and just be like, "Say the word, girl. Yeah, and I'm yeah. back because I love you." Yeah, I know. And then right? like it's so amazing to see like you know the progression of like when your friend is on their grind and you're totally. focused on your thing, and it's yeah. like and just like being conscious of uh, you know wanting to work together again yeah. and seeing it come come uh, around again has been just a wonderful right. like experience. And you've blossomed a lot because you do now you're also in front of the camera and I saw you did like a series with uh, with um, Amy Poehler Smart Girls. Yes I did. Which yeah. was so good. Yeah thank you. Yeah it's called Modern Manners um, and it's just about like rules of modern etiquette for uh, uh, the smart girl um, in a modern world and it's not really like what side of the plate does your fork go on but like <laughs> What is social media etiquette with your coworkers? Right. You know, it's like yeah. that sort of bent. And it was so much fun to do. And I love the message of smart girls like mm -hmm. um, Amy Poehler, who also is a founder in UCB, which is where we met. Um, she obviously has a very positive message mm -hmm. for young women. Love and yeah. um, I really got into that. And they even asked me, they were sort of like, what made you so into manners? And I'm like, well... I was born in Texas and I'm a child of immigrants. Like, I couldn't know more it's about so how to be proper. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't mess it up more yep. either. But also, it's just like you learn so much from being from the South and then oh trying to be American yeah, as yeah. a kid. So it's just sort of like all those things like uh, make you an observer of culture, which I think uh, helped me be a host for that show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know as an Indian, too, we, uh, we have to be very respectful of elders, especially. Yeah. Actually. And when I was young and when I got to college, I found it so weird to to basically address my professors by their first name. Oh, my God. They'd be so like weird. Charles. I'd be like, um, no, Mr. Falzon. Yeah. And then he'd be like, Charles. I'd be like, um, this doesn't feel appropriate for me. Yeah. My... And he's like, we're in university. I was like, all right, Charles. Yeah. yeah you're like, OK. But I'm it's like, sir, Charles, sir. Sir. <laughs> Growing up, I like call my parents yeah. ma'am and sir. Yeah, yeah. You know? We it's say like auntie, this... uncle for anybody who's 100%. like remotely an adult. Yes, you're like, oh, auntie. you're five years older than me. Hi, auntie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's the same thing in Nigerian yeah. culture. And so like, yeah, when I got to college, same thing. And my first job, I remember my first job, I was working at the outlet mall near my near uh, where I grew up in Allen, Texas. And like I referred to my boss as sir. And he was maybe like 25 and I was 16. <laughs> and he was so offended. But he at was that like, age, they do feel old. <laughs> but I was 
like, you're an adult. You're yeah. over the age of 18. Yeah. You're a sir. And he was just like, no. That's like that's like when I was 18, I remember going to clubs. And my girlfriends and I talk about this all the time. We used to go yeah. to the club. We used to see that 30-year-old guy in the club and be like, oh, my God. God, what's a thirty-year-old doing here? Like, where? Why isn't he with his wife? Oh my my God! God. Where are your kids? Who's watching your kids? Flash forward. Yeah, here we are partying in clubs. I remember (laughs) going to Vegas for the first time when I was like twenty-two and seeing a group of like thirty-five-year-old women in like bedazzled tops and high heels (laughs) stumbling over each other, drunk. And I was like, I turned to one of my friends and I was like, If I am ever that dumb when I'm old kill me <laughs> um i'm glad my friend i know right pay attention to what i said because yeah. i should be dead now yeah 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 oh <laughs> i'm my like God. Uh, let me live a few years longer and let me please right? be that fun <laughs> when i'm their age but that's like a good segue into what we're talking about like those those people are fucking confident yes <laughs> yes like i i, the opposite I of want insecure. to be those women yeah. i'm like can i please i, I once i'm 40 <laughs> if i'm not stumbling drunk out of somewhere then i've dried up i know now now it's like the opposite we were thinking um what have you learned about insecurity from just like your show from the show uh i mean i guess that everybody has it it's more Mm. like what i've learned about it from life i think what's so great about uh working on this show is just exploring how insecurity is universal Mm -hmm. um i was even having a conversation with one of my coworkers the other day that like when i when people are awkward or when i have an awkward interaction with someone I always assume that they're extremely confident. Like, I'm always like, you're so confident. And it's me who's awkward. And she was like, I think the same thing. Like, in her own way, she was like, I always assume I'm the awkward one. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, I think we all are just like spiraling out in our heads i think there are very very, few people who are actually confident yeah and like especially in the creative industries i mean like maybe like there are scientists somewhere Mm -hmm. who think they're amazing but like uh out here uh everyone's fickle and scared um so i think that people are just like filled with anxiety and um often it's they mask it with confidence Mm -hmm. but at their at the core especially just like People approaching 30, people when they're dating, people in creative industries, like I said, and like people who have to put up a front in any way of adulthood, of like sexiness, of Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, artistic confidence, anything. You're you're always insecure. We're sort of like in. Yeah, I was just going to say we're like innately insecure through all ages of our life. Like when you're a kid, you're insecure about being in school and like people liking you. And when you get in your 20s, you're insecure about like, who are you? What do I want? When you're 30s, you're like, oh, my God, am I getting too old? Am I getting too young? By the time you're 40, it's just like always insecure about something. There's always something <laughs> but it, it it's um perception is also very uh important because when when i was in high school people used to think that i was uh, i used to get told that if they didn't know me i came off very cold and that was because when i was especially around in like 12th grade sorry i am canadian i always say like grade 12 i don't know what you yeah, guys call it yeah. here senior when i was a senior in high school i used to we had this like big foyer in our uh, uh-huh. high school and i would just pick one point because i didn't like crowds i still don't like crowds yeah and i'd have to walk through the entire crowd in the foyer to get to the front of the building yeah so i would pick one spot way at the end by the door and just walk towards it yeah and, and doing that i kind of blocked everybody out but that was like my only way of being able dealing with the crowd to deal with the crowd but you see i would have seen you have been like and oh people, my god that's just so confident oh no i had a guy friend he'd be like 
he's like, we used to say hi to you and you just completely ignored us. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm so sorry. I was just singing songs yeah. in my head and walking to the spot yeah. because that's the only yeah. way I could handle being in a crowd. Of course. But it's so interesting because people think yeah. such weird things about Everyone's each reading other. everyone else's mm-hmm. veneer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Have you ever dated somebody who's insecure? Um, Let me think. I mean, I want to say yes. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I mean, I've also dated people who don't think they're insecure at all. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> or and at yet, least give off that And yet actions impression. show something else, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think... I think when you get close to someone, you learn their insecurities, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I think I... I think in the beginning of a relationship or um, I always sort of feel like, oh, this person is like confident Mm -hmm. and like suave and they know they're sexy. They know why I'm here. And then you get to know someone and you start to learn like whether it's like financial insecurity or Mm -hmm. body insecurity Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, job insecurity. Totally. Or even self-image sometimes. Yeah. Like guys have self-image issues, too, a lot. Even nationality insecurity. Yeah, like, yeah. I dated a, a Native American guy for a bit, and he was, like, he had a um, Native American ID card, um, and he hated, it was his ID because he was Canadian, so people very often wouldn't take his Canadian license. Right. And so when he'd go to buy alcohol, he was very insecure about buying alcohol because of the trope that Native Americans drink a lot. Oh. And I was like, whoa. And he was just like, when we'd go to the store, like anything, it was always kind of like this, like he would yeah, be weird yeah. about buying alcohol yeah. because he didn't want to show the native ID card. Right. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, wow, that's like something I never even would have thought, thought of. of. And yeah, I was yeah. like, how specific mm-hmm. and interesting. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, that's not something I'm culturally exposed yeah. to. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy the alcohol. That's fine. That's <laughs> It's another reason I wanted to do this topic was because it is such a complicated issue. I think I had written an article once that was like five five qualities that turn heads away and Mm. one of them was insecurity and it's so easy to be like you know people who are clingy and then they're jealous like nobody wants that person Mm -hmm. but insecurity also has another side there's also the side that we're talking about about people who've just like gone through shit in their life and Mm -hmm. you know don't feel as great about themselves um and yes though i do believe that within a relationship there's a level of it that's you know, can become detrimental to your relationship. Um, And so it's not necessarily like the most attractive quality for people, Mm -hmm. but that said, everybody has it. So it's there's so many variables involved in like, yeah, what counts as insecurity. Yeah, exactly. I think that like when you, I think if someone is like, if they're bleeding insecurity, like the minute you meet them, Mm -hmm. it's probably like a red flag, which is unfortunate, but it's just sort of like, if you are having trouble like communicating or mm-hmm. I don't know, just like having a date without like putting yourself down yeah. or like, yeah. you know, like uh, just being or being really shallow yeah. or being very like having a lot of braggadocio. Because I feel like also when guys like brag a ton, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're insecure. Like Trump. Yes. Totally. Narcissistically yeah. wounded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's classic insecure. Mm-hmm. And it's like anytime a guy's talking a whole lot of game or putting himself down or, or negging a girl. Others down. Yes, or putting and then I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you're insecure." Yeah. And it's like if I'm in, if I'm encountering that on the first date, then I'm sort of like, "Okay." Which well. is also so Hollywood too, right? Yeah. Like you go to parties here, everybody feels like they have to dress a certain way and act a certain way and you can't be blah blah blah. blah. I'm just like, "Shut up." Like yeah. just be a human. Like be it's totally human. fine. Like be let's just human. calm down and like not take life exactly. so seriously. And people who are like mugging and duck mm-hmm. lipping everywhere you go, you're just like, 
like <laughs> the duck lips, man. Just fine. Like That's let so... people see your nice, pretty smile. And yeah, exactly. Good, just be you know? normal. Yeah, take the filters off every. But now that's then. what I mean. There's so many like in the negative aspects of what insecurity is and the way it can rear its head mm-hmm. are things like putting people down, jealousy, like we said, clinginess. Um, I also think for girls, it can also be people who um, don't or who who are kind of scared to ask for what they want. Mm-hmm. That's because they're just scared of being rejected. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and then also like the people who are just kind of loosey-goosey with somebody they're just like yeah do whatever you want okay sure like no boundaries I totally agree like not being able to uh like communicate what you want Mm -hmm. or not having clear wants yeah I sometimes also read as a form of insecurity because I'm like not that like it because it's a line right because communicating what you want can become like someone who's just like inflexible exactly and like that's not great either (laughs) it's all like a tiptoeing uh tightrope of failure um (laughs) above a pit of failure but like i do think that like yeah i remember one time i was at a restaurant and i got like a hair in my salad or something and i was complaining about it and the guy i was with was just like no no no, don't say anything don't say like no don't send it back and i was just like okay like i was on a date so i'm not gonna like tell him what I really feel but I was just like okay but when I was a kid growing up my dad used to always say like I can mess up a meal on my own if I'm paying for it it should be right and I was like and with like you know that those words might sound harsh he said it with a smile to us at home but like it's something that stuck with me and I was like if I'm going out to eat if my like if there's a hair in my food you got to be able to send totally. it back. And, and if you're a, someone who that it makes you quake yeah. to mm-hmm. uh, demand the thing that you are paying yeah. for, then I'm like, uh oh, what is that? And people even uh, like mistake that because sometimes you requesting something one um, is it's not a it's not an attack against the person your server. No, it's just sort of like, hey, I'm sorry, I paid for this meal, yeah. and you're mm-hmm. in a service industry. And mm-hmm. I would like to be served the thing Without, that I paid for. Without uh, part of your head yeah, in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and again, it's not one person's fault. It's just kind of like yeah. there's a polite way of doing it. But yeah, I've sure. definitely been in that situation several times where yeah. I've been around my Canadian friends. Mm-hmm. And once I moved to New York, I became a little more assertive and able to speak up about things. And they would just be like, oh, don't say anything. I'm like, you're eating a com- the complete wrong meal. Like you didn't ask for this at all. <laughs> this isn't what you ordered. They gave yeah. you something completely different. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. I'll just eat it. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, no. okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, I, I believe just how, like, being kind to your server says something about someone. Like, Absolutely, I, I yeah. can't tolerate someone who's, like, rude to a server. Mm-hmm. But it also says something to, like, just be like, it's okay. I'll stick with this yeah. thing that I, in any walk of life, yeah. you know, it's just like. It's like settling. It's like turning the wrong way down a road and being like, it's okay. I'll just drive this direction instead and go somewhere <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I'll just go somewhere It's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, you set out today to go to the mall. Go to the goddamn mall. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like, so what are true. we doing? But yeah. Um, with insecurity though, like again, because there's so many variables involved. When somebody feels insecure in a relationship, so uh, I'm whatever going through something, is that a sign sometimes that like something's off? When your partner feels insecure? No, like what if we're feeling insecure in a relationship? Like, do you think sometimes that that's like some there's something off? I I think it could. Yes, obviously, sometimes that there could be something off, but I also think it could be a communication thing. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for instance, my boyfriend and I had to talk about like 
in my family growing up, I heard the words, I love you all the time. Like right. still to this day on yeah. the phone, like I call my parents, we say I love you like three times a phone call. Mm-hmm. My brothers say I love you to me on the phone. Like it's just very natural. Yeah. And his family doesn't really do that. So like after we did exchange I love yous, if if it went like a lot of days before I heard it, I was very much like, do you love me? <laughs> like I was like, I need to hear it. Right, and right, right. that made me feel like a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. But it also like... I needed to communicate that. Right. And it's like, if I'm feeling an insecurity and I don't speak up mm-hmm. about it, that's like not speaking up about the yeah. hair in your salad. Yeah. It's like, you need to say what you want and not assume that your yeah. partner's going to guess. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's something that's hard because I feel like uh, very often, I, I almost like, and I I kind of hate to generalize, but I feel like as women, it's like, because we're so empathet- empathetic and empathic and we can read cues mm-hmm. very well, that there are times where I think like as women will hint at something and assume that our partner yeah, got hears the note. it and yeah, sees yeah, yeah. it, you know? So it's like one, for a while I overcompensated with my boyfriend. I said, I love you like all the time. Right. And then he got weird and was like, why are you saying it so often? Yeah. Are you planning on dying? And then I would like, had to be like, we should talk about this yeah, and yeah, like yeah. how I need to hear this. Yeah. And it was kind of like, uh, it w- he couldn't have done, known what to do if I didn't express yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So that's on me. And so I feel like anytime you feel an insecurity, when you are in a real partnership, um, like if you're fucking around, whatever, like if you're feeling insecure, move on. Yeah. But like if it's a relationship, then I feel like it, you owe it to yourself and your partner to bring the issue to the table yeah. and talk about it. I, I asked the question because like in, in a couple of my relationships in the past, I when I felt insecure, it was because I was feeling something was off. And I would like ask, and especially like mm-hmm. my crazy ex, I remember being like, you know, when people start distancing themselves suddenly and you're like, hey, what's going on? Like something up, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And they like don't give you any answer, but you know there's still something up. Mm-hmm. Like I would start feeling really insecure. And mm-hmm. that's when like a part of me came out that was like, well, where are you? What are you doing? Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, yeah. wanting to find things that you know on this phone or something like that no no they were there oh we'll see but then that's the thing like and so eventually i found out they were there yeah Um, and for me i personally is just my own personal thing i realize like if i start feeling something weird and off in a relationship that where i start feeling insecure because i'm not generally in a relationship an insecure type of person yeah not like i don't have my issues but Mm -hmm. you know um that when i start feeling it i'm like uh, trust your instincts. Yeah, it's, it's like you not the right thing for it. me. Yeah, like because I think the worst, like the worst thing, is feeling it and then being like, well, "I'm yeah, I'm crazy. It's mm-hmm. nothing." I feel like. Obviously, not every minute of every day yes. that I feel an insecurity. I'm like, well, let me tap in. Like, exactly. no. Yeah. But, like, in a relationship, when you're with someone, interacting with them every day, mm-hmm. if you're having a feeling in the back of your mind, you got to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what is this feeling telling me? Yeah. And especially, like, where cheating is involved. Oh, man, do we have a sixth sense? It always comes oh, out. Oh, my God, always. It always comes always. out. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Why? So it's like, yeah. why do people do it? It always comes out. The thrill and the rush will mm-hmm. be short-lived, and it will yeah. come out, and you'll be alone. So it's just sort of like, do you want... So if you're feeling that emotion, yeah. and it's like, yeah, listen to it and have the conversation. And if your partner in talking to you can't reassure you, and you still feel it, then yep. either there are two things. Either you're crazy or you're right. Yeah. Which one is it? And then it's like, you know, you got to yeah. figure it out. Like, you got to decide, you know, look at your past. Have I been a crazy yeah, yeah. person to date? No. 
Well, then maybe it's Colin B. That's what I had to. That's what I had to come to like realize. Where I was like, "Is it me? Is it me? Like, what are the fuck?" And yeah. then I realized, like, my girlfriend was my best friend. Was like, "You are always right." Like, yeah, with don't those, I, like those stop, sort of... stop like questioning yourself. I was like, "Right, yeah. right." So like now I've become very yeah. stern about trusting like my instincts. Yeah, with it. but um, it took a took a while of you exactly. know, figuring that out. And it also takes a record, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a record of being right to know that you're right. Yep. Because the first time it happens, of course you're going to beat yourself yeah. up and be like, "Oh, is this insecurity like actually yeah. real?" But then once. You've had evidence of being right in the past. You're having friends co-signing yeah. you. You're talking to your partner. They're still being shady. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't even need to look at your phone yeah. to know something's up. Yeah. You know? Do you think the girls who are kind of uh, more independent, I, I would mm-hmm. say like us, mm-hmm. I would say like most of the girls in this room, there's Aisha and our friend Asia here Y'all with look us today. Um, <laughs> do you think uh, we, we, there, are more, there are more guys who get insecure with us? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 100%. Because I think the dynamics are shifting, right? Like, before, it's like you found a man, mm-hmm. and then you got pregnant, and you quit your job, exactly. and you stayed at home. And yeah. it's like, power to, to stay-at-home moms, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's very difficult and uh, rewarding at the same time, but so is having an out-of-the-house career. Yes. So it's sort of like, when you... Are someone like it's hard to, I guess, um, negotiate the new roles that women mm-hmm. are having with how society has taught us women yeah. are supposed to be. And it's happening on both sides. Right. Totally. Like dudes are like there. It's not like I've dated a guy who's like, so when are you getting pregnant? Yeah. Like that's not happened. But there is this thing where I'm like, oh, I got to go because I have to go work. Yeah. And like it's not that they're mad you have a job. It's not that they're mad that you can feed your own face or stuff your own face, feed your own <laughs> body. Um, it's just that it's setting up a dynamic in which you are not the most they are not the most important. Thing. Yeah. 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 And like I think there's this or the or the main provider, the main provider. Yeah. Yes. Which both. is a very yeah biological tendency exactly and that and i think that's something like um you you know that it's hard to negotiate in an early relationship and once you get into it and you start to talk about it it is kind of like okay well what are the other ways that you can be a provider to me yeah you know Mm because it's sort of like i look at my parents for instance like my mom out earns my dad and and so i've been used to that and it wasn't like that when i was very young when I was very young, my dad made more money than mm-hmm. my mom. And then as I grew up, it switched. Same um, mine, yeah. And it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, seeing them negotiate that change. And obviously, as a kid, I don't see, you know, yeah, to me, yeah. I'm like, you guys are perfect yeah. and lovely all the time. But I know that there are some negotiations behind closed doors. And it's, like, just seeing the shift. Yeah. And seeing, like, her decide, like, oh, your dad's taking care of right. this now. Like, it, once I got to high school, my dad was in charge of, like, picking us up from school and and all that right. stuff and it's like that's how he's providing yeah. while she is working these long yeah. hours you know and it's mm-hmm. like there was sort of a trade-off in in providing mm-hmm. um but i do think like it takes a strong man to love a strong woman yep. you know it's like a guy who's not gonna be like oh where'd my dick go yep. because his like wife earns more money than him and like you know the sign that we were saying of like guys who end up uh you know, boasting about themselves is like a sign of insecurity. The yeah. one note that I would give every girl out there is if you meet a guy and he says, it's just because you've been dating boys, you need a man. Ew, gross. That's what? like a number one sign that he is going to be the boy. Pass. And that's happened to me like almost every time I've ever dated a dude. They're always like, 
thank God my boyfriend now isn't, hasn't said that to oh me, but God. like almost everybody in the past. What? When they tell when I tell who them are about these guys? I've never heard that grown grown men <laughs> who are all all literally always use that line. Excuse me, it's because you it's because you you've Have never dated, dated a man. You've never you've dated been dating a man. boys. I'd be like okay, so. and I'm like and got yeah. Yeah, and they're Put driving like category. a Land Rover, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like all <laughs> compensating for something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, is it a sign? So, so sometimes like people make us feel insecure. Mm-hmm. That's personally, I think that's just abuse. Yeah, I, I, well, a hundred percent. I think when people do that, you know, it all goes back to like people's own insecurities like when they feel like when you're dating someone and they like like i said earlier like the negging Mm -hmm. if you're dating someone who feels like they have to neg you to like get ahead in the relationship or to have one up it's like ah run and let's explain negging to people it's like the like when you're kind of like it's like your joke putting down people yeah yeah yeah. saying a negative thing to get a rise out of a girl and so like guys do it in bars a Mm -hmm. lot where it's like i knew i had to come over and talk to you and your pretty friend right was a is a very soft neg because it's sort of like oh in saying that you're implying i'm not pretty which makes me want to be pretty which makes me pay more attention to you um and i've given the example here that when i was at bars before i drank um, I would always just have ginger ale at a bar and mm-hmm. people and guys would always come up to be like, what are you doing drinking ginger ale at a bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, what? I was like, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I would like tap them. I'd be like, or I actually pat them and I'd be like, oh, we're done this conversation. You can go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not even engaging exactly. in this shit. And that's still pretty light. Because yeah. I've heard of some harsh ones where oh guys gosh. will come up and like insult your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. be like, oh, came out with no makeup. I think you're naturally pretty. And it's like. <sighs> Why would you say I'm clearly wearing a ton of makeup? Like, why are you saying I don't? I'm not. And so it's just kind of like guys listening to this. Please don't be that guy. Please don't be him. (sighs) Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Yes, a it's really insecure. B the type of girl you're going to get with that, I guess, is the girl you want. But also, like, it's going to be an insecure girl. Yeah. Um. And then C. Yeah, because like attracts like at the end of the day. Yeah. You're going to always find your level. You're not going to like be like, oh, and now I got a really bomb ass chick who like you know. Uh, is the I don't know like yeah. that's just not going to happen yeah um, if you're negging women but I also think that comes from insecurity yeah. it's like I feel like people who are really good at spotting other people's flaws mm-hmm. are deeply insecure yeah like people who know the buttons to push I right. mean you know like people who know the thing to say to cut you down yeah it's because they are dealing with so much of their own bullshit oh totally that they are so adept at cutting people yes. you know it's like they've had to be defensive in yeah. the past they were bullied as a kid whatever mm-hmm. it is but it's like there's some reason that they feel like they got to attack yeah um, but, I, you know, it's important to say that if you are in a relationship where you're dating somebody who's doing that to you as a guy or a girl, because girls can sometimes put guys down. Oh, for sure. You know, men can put women down. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Like, yes. there's no, you know, trust trust us that you can do better. The way I put it, like, uh, as a writer, for instance, because, yeah. like, I um, I don't let my boyfriend read my writing. Yeah. Um, I, and my I've boyfriend nev- doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. So it's not Exactly. <laughs> it's not that I don't let him. I just have never asked him to. Yeah. And as I put it as a writer is like all day long, every moment of like a writer's life is having people give you notes. It's like you send something out into the world and then it gets torn apart. You put out your ideas that you worked hard on and then someone tells you why they're bad. So I'm like, I can't do that out there and then come home and do that. 
you know? So it's like, I, I'm scared to ever have him read anything. Because if he were to say, you need some work, I'd be like, oh, well, I guess my, my oh, partner yeah. thinks I need work. I better just quit, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just sort of like, you want safety with your partner. Yes. You are already, like, just by nature, we think shitty shit about ourselves, you know? Completely. So it's like, if your partner is giving you shitty shit too, well, then fuck them and move the fuck on. Yeah. Because you're better off alone than with someone who makes you feel insecure about yourself. And that's so true. Because being alone is awesome. Yeah. Seriously, is I like loved my time when I was single and alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, fucking loved it. It take, but it does take time <laughs> there to get there. Oftentimes, I miss it. There is, it does take time to get yeah, there because yeah. I feel like I remember when I was single and I wanted to be dating so bad, and like people would say like, "Oh my god, you should love your single days," and I was just like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Like, I've become a pro at masturbation. Yeah. Fuck you. You know, but it's like after a while. Sorry, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, I've been no. like cursing. Are you kidding? Like Are you kidding? We fucking curse. I'm pretty sure my opening said the, the F word. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. We're all I've, good in this I've show. listened to past episodes, yeah. but there was some where there was bad language and some where there wasn't. Oh, no, there's always check. bad language. But the, I thought, here I am talking about masturbation. Let's let's No, that. no, Mom you could totally do. But the point is, it's like, I feel like when you're, when you're single, the grass is greener. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, you, but also if you work on yourself when you're single, you can mm-hmm. get to a place, and I did, where I was very happy yeah. single. You know, and it's like I, I just love the freedom. Yeah. I just love like being able to go out to whenever I out. want, come whenever I want, yeah. do whatever I want. Like exactly, I love it personally. But, yeah, but, it's, you it, know, thankfully I'm also in a relationship that allows me to like mm-hmm. be that. But um, and a partner who respects that exactly. you enjoy yeah. that. Yes. you know, because I yeah, think yeah. that's what it comes down to is like having being with someone who gives you the mm-hmm. room to breathe. Yep. Because I hope he's secure. Yeah. I'm <laughs> um, really like cringing that I said that masturbation. No, line. don't worry about what it. What if my brothers listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> listen, that's, that's how, uh, that was like me when I first started the show. Like I got to a point where halfway through I told my mom to stop listening. I was like, yeah. I can't talk yeah. about things knowing that you're listening. My, exactly. my brother and dad don't give a shit about anything I yeah. do. So they're like, we're not listening to your show. Yeah. But like my dad's like, what's a podcast? Like, no idea what, what I'm doing. My, yeah, my you dad know. still says the Facebook, so I think yeah, I'm yeah, safe. Yeah. And, uh, and my brother doesn't care. My mom listens to everything because she yeah. like loves And I just told her to stop. I yeah, like, please. I, you we stop. did a, we did an episode on sex, and I had to be like, just just, just stop listening don't. now. Yeah, I remember my parents I'll like what, they were like, we're going to get HBO so we can watch Insecure, and I was like, please don't, please don't. Like my dad, the one of the first shows I was staffed on was the Michael J. Fox show, and my dad thought that show was too risque. Like he was like, I stopped watching that show. It got very racy when a white woman and a black man were kissing in the workplace, oh my and I was like. <laughs> Wow. I was like, you need to just yep. stay over there at NBC. Yep. Do not follow me <laughs> to cable. And they finally did get HBO. And luckily, they were so bad at setting it up. And when it came on that they missed my episode, which involved Hilarious. like three very graphic like sex flashbacks. And they like watched the next episode. And they were like, we saw these two girls fighting. Did you write that? And I was like, we all wrote everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, that was mine. They're all mine. All the good ones, the ones so with sex, funny. are not mine. <laughs> Guys, we're going to continue this conversation with Amy on insecurity, and we're going to talk about how to deal with someone else who's insecure and maybe how to handle yourself if you are. But first, this message. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's intro to classic rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. 
Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. And we're back. You're listening to Kind of Dating. I'm here with Amy Anyo. Oh, my God. I'm doing that again. You're so funny. <laughs> now I, now I freaked out. You said it right. Anyobi. Yes. Freaked out. It's perfect. <laughs> you can start okay. over if you want. I got really insecure. <laughs> hey, that fits the theme. Now you can't start over. It's in the show. <laughs> hey, guys. We're back. Thank you for listening to Kind of Dating. I'm here with my friend, Amy Anyobi. We're talking about insecurity. And uh, let's, okay, we didn't talk about this so much about, like, insecurity on first dates. Oh, yeah. Because, like. That is real. Everybody's, but, okay, but there's, again, a fine line to walk in terms of insecurity and fear. Like, uh-huh. a, a little bit of fear is normal. Yes. You also just don't want to be the one who, like, is on the first date going, like, did you go on any other dates? How many other date? How many dates do you go on every week? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you do with them? Did, exactly. Did you bring anybody else here? Or talking about exes? Yeah. Or talking about yeah? There's something so awkward about the first date, and especially like now in like app culture, you like know so much about your date yeah. before the first mm-hmm. date, which breeds another type of awkwardness because you don't. I remember just always having to like be like, did I know that from their profile or did I know that from stalking them on Facebook <laughs> exactly. or did I know that from looking at their LinkedIn yep. or did I know that from Tumblr? Like it was just like, yeah, especially if you have the multiple deep dive, dates in a man. week. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah, there were times where I, I would have in my like calendar. I'm such, I'm such an addict to yeah. my calendar uh, just cause I'm busy. And like, I would put like different dates on different nights and I'd be like, Kyle. And then like, for instance, I never went on a date with a Kyle. He sounds like he has blonde hair. <laughs> but I would put in like the like memo, like blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where are you met? Yeah, yeah. Tinder. Yep. You know, like all the yep, things, the, the notes. Stats. Yeah, that's what and I would like, do. Here are the things you're allowed to talk about. Kind of because I was like, I wanted to. And then sometimes guys like give you shit. Like if you're like, so what do you do? And it's like. Well, I said in my profile that I'm a... And I'm like, yeah, but I'm trying to have first date conversation. I know. I know. You know, it's like, we got to talk about something. I know. But... But, I mean, because I'm asking because, like, girls sometimes... I'm, a lot of my girlfriends are pretty harsh about first dates. And they're like, oh, well, he wasn't confident on the first... I'm like, girl, come on. One, mm. you're beautiful. And two, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he'd be shitting his pants. So, like... Yeah relax give him a second shot i tell people to sometimes give it a second shot especially if somebody's nervous the first date i totally agree because i think nervousness can often be uh read as lack of confidence yeah and um and like as a highly anxious and nervous person i i'm i have a weird knack for covering it up on dates yeah like i've find that like in my history I'm a great first dater because I just I act like I'm at an improv show oh, like I'm totally. just like put on a facade That's how I am like the too. Chris Rock thing like you're a representative of yourself mm-hmm. and I would be the best version of me yep. so like I'm great on first dates but I know inside I'm like dying and yeah. I'm terrified and so if a guy is giving me that energy I'm not really judging yeah. him yeah um, and I always say if he's normal and you don't think he's gonna like cut someone with a knife yeah give him a second chance right. you know like i'm always like are you normal did i yeah. laugh once you yeah. get a second chance yeah 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 um but also like if you're going into the first date and you're feeling a little insecure you know and this is kind of going to come to like how do you deal if you're an insecure person 
you know, yeah. is also to like get out of your head a little bit. Like, oh, just yeah. relax. That's definitely true. I think the relaxing thing obviously is very hard. I mm-hmm. think one thing that I would do, I had like pump up date music, mm-hmm. like music I would listen to before going out on a date, usually like sexy music, like, you know, some. Beyonce lemonade like you know like that kind of thing so that I'm getting in the mood of a date Uh like I want to have sexy times with someone so let me be sexy I would also like have a drink like one not a ton Mm -hmm. you know Um, I would have a snack and a drink before I go out because I don't want to be drinking on an Mm -hmm. empty stomach on the date and also when I'm drunk I tend to believe I like someone more than I do yeah yeah it's true <laughs> so I would always like so I don't want to be drunk on the day but I would have a drink and then brush my teeth yeah. after the drink mm-hmm. so that I'm not smelling like alcohol <laughs> um I also very often would get to the place and then wait for him to arrive right and hear oh I'm here and I'm like just parked and then I'd walk in so that I or if i it was a place I knew. Yeah. Then I would want to get there first and like be at the bar and yeah. I'd be early mm-hmm. and wait, you know, and already have my drink there yeah. like when he arrives so that there's no like, what are you drinking? Ugh. Like all the yeah. artists would be like, oh, I got a, you know, Sauvignon Blanc. Get whatever you want. Yeah. But I had like little tricks, if you will, to like try and like make myself feel more comfortable on the first date. Totally. I also kind of had a date outfit. Like, so you? I never had to think too much about my yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah, because you knew what I'd always be like, first yeah. date is this outfit. Because you Second knew you felt this. good in it and whatever. Yeah. And that's so much about being, like, secure is, is like, um, building yourself up and building that confidence up so that you feel good in all situations. Like, mm-hmm. one of the things... Um, you know, because what you said, like people, my my friend does the same thing. She drinks before she goes on a date just so she can like loosen up. Mm-hmm. But and that's totally fine. And yet I'm sometimes just telling her, I'm like, girl, you're awesome in general. Like you don't even need that. But like I get mm-hmm. that you feel like you need that. Just don't make it as like a crutch long term, because at some point, look, mm-hmm. you're the reason you're going on a first date is because hopefully you want a second date and maybe a third date. And maybe that first date turns into forever. Yeah. Let's all be fucking real about it. Like, that's why we're all going on dates in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, like, you want that person to know who you are. They're going to know who you are eventually. Right. So might as well just, like... Yeah, totally. Be be yourself. Be but I also think that, like, I do believe in that you're represent- representative of yourself. Yeah. The first date. And, like, it's almost like really, like, think back to any of the first times you've had first date, first, like, sexual experience mm-hmm. with someone. It's like, how rarely are we sober for those firsts? It's because we're scared. Yeah. You know, and it's like you I was sober for everything, guys. I, I was, Yes, yeah, I exactly. Just you like you weren't drinking. <laughs> so, oh my god, I can't even imagine what your brain must be like if you're very calm or very anxious. Well, I I tried there've been times that I I think I because because I didn't yeah. I just dealt with it that yeah. I was like it made me stronger to to that's really analyze and reflect my on myself so and be true. like, "Well, why am I really nervous right now? Well, I'm nervous because this is this is happening and blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah." You know? Yeah. And exactly. so then I would like really deal with it right away and kind of. Oh my God, that's project. so good. But that's it. Now that I do drink. Like, I'm not that nervous. <laughs> but now that I do drink, it's way more fun. Yeah. And, and I'm I'll... probably like a little too candid now. But also, I think that like maybe, but I also think candidness is honesty. And if you can, anything that, well, not anything, but like if it helps you be a little bit more honestly yeah. yourself. Yeah. Because I think even though. 
me three drinks in is very different from me sober. Yeah. But me one drink in is me sober but a little bit more confident. And totally. not to like be like, everyone go drink. And no, like, no. You don't have yeah. to drink. But like, I think it could be like, you know, eating a cookie. Yeah. Like it can be anything yeah, yeah, yeah. that just makes you feel, you feel like good, good yes. you know, before going yep. on a date, you yeah. know. And that's, I think in general, like if you are somebody who might feel like maybe you're not as confident as the person next to you, mm-hmm. do some of these things that like make you feel good and strong. And like, I always tell, like, um, tell people, build yourself up like little by little so mm-hmm. that it becomes kind of a daily habit. Like do mm-hmm. one thing a day that is for yourself that makes you feel good. Like I yeah. owned this moment. Like I made this decision. I made whatever. And that becomes like sort of a little habit that you do. And then it becomes easier and you start, you know. And even like that's such a good thing to do even when going on first dates. Like even like, oh, maybe I have my date outfit, but next time, what are the different earrings I'm going to wear? Yes. Next time, am I going to wear a ring? Next time, yep. am I going to wear a shaded lipstick? Yep. You know, am I going to have a Kylie Jenner lip? Yep. It's like, what are you going to do that's a little bit different mm-hmm. to make this feel a little bit special? Because I do think there's a habit of like kind of getting in the routine yes. of first dates. Yeah. And then what used to be nervousness. Yeah, it's the same conversations. Yeah. It's like what used to be nervousness turns into like kind of like I guess like a boredom Mm -hmm. and it's like I started getting to a place where I was like I'm going on first dates for me not for them like I saw your picture I saw your profile I think you're cute so from here on out all you can do is mess it up yeah you know so I'm like for me I'm like I assume they're not gonna like me which might be negative but I'm like they're not gonna like me so all I can do is perform yeah yeah (laughs) so I'm just like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be the best version of myself and if they don't like me oh well I got better at performing me yeah you know and I'm like maybe that's weird but like it made dating like more approachable to me and less like oh I got this fucking date like I was more like oh, I'm going out and, like, doing the Amy show. Right. Well, also, it just reminded me something you said is, like, on the whole UCB thing, to get out of your head sometimes, the best way to get out of your head is to listen. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen to the other person tell yeah. stories and talk and like ask them questions, questions and whatever questions, it is questions. so that it's off of you a little bit and the pressure is off. And then you can, you know, once you're listening and you feel like a natural segue to put in something, a story about yourself or whatever, then you can come in and, yeah. you know, share a little bit. And that's how that give and take starts happening is, yeah. you know, if you don't want to be the first one to initiate. Yeah. Listen. I went on a weird date once where maybe this guy was insecure or I'm not sure, but he kind of, he like didn't talk almost oh. the whole day. And <laughs> yeah, he was I got there scared. and this is before I, I, I got better at dating. It took me a long time. Like I would say really like a year or two years yeah. before I felt like, oh, I'm good at dating, but I didn't used to be. And I showed up and I was nervous and like, sat down and this guy wasn't really giving me much and I was asking questions but like he would just kind of like yeah nod Mm. and so I was like talking and I'm like just trailing off and like it was just very like forced and awkward and Mm -hmm. weird and I was like why isn't this guy talking and at the time I was like oh he hates me Mm. and maybe that's true like maybe he does hate me but also on the other side of that is maybe he was just really nervous yeah but we'll never know because yeah. I never communicated of with course. him Of course. Yeah, yeah. It can happen. Um, I think also if you're an insecure person, um, to try not to focus on the negatives. Like, 
you know, again, the the it's the affirmations we tell ourselves also. It's like nobody's going to like me. They're not going to like me. You, we walk into a date already telling ourselves that person's not going to like I me. I know. And it's yeah. just like just just stop yourself at that point and just be like let just kind of be like however it'll be it'll be. You know, if it's meant to be it'll be. Even, um, so that you could just stop that like negative train of thought. Yeah, I'd say something that helped me with the negativity because even though I was like I'm going to go perform the Amy show, there was like a little bit of I started messaging a little longer mm. like before going on the date. Yeah. And then I sort of was like and I would ask kind of like set them up to ask me out mm-hmm. in my messaging and I'm like and if they didn't take the bait and I had to ask them out. Then I was usually going into the date with that. And he's not going to like me. Yeah. Like, oh, well, let's just see how this fucking yeah. goes. But like if I set it up and they alley-ooped it and swish, then I'm like, are those ba- basketball terms? Alley-ooped no. swish? <laughs> um, then I would assume. Oh, I don't do sports. <laughs> I have no idea. I like just said words. <laughs> if the ball went into the net hoop, then I would know. Like if I set it up and they asked me out, yeah. then I'd be like. Oh, they like me. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think there is some value in trusting the response you get. Yeah. You know, because I think often we do this legwork online. They like your photo, wear a match, we message back and forth, they make you laugh, you set up a date, and then some reason you're still going into it being like, I bet they're not going to like me. It's going to be horrible. Oh, it's going to suck. And I'm like, literally, if I'm vetting them, through our mutual connections, they're doing the same damn thing. Totally. So I'm like, why would you go in yeah. assuming the worst? Yeah. And it's it's uh, that's also kind of the other part of the don't be negative is like stop inventing problems for yourself. Yeah. Like whether you're in a relationship or not, people, you know, start going like, well, no, this, you know, this thing that's happening isn't going the right. It's like, well, yeah. are you sure that's not just made up in your head? Because it's really not happening in a relationship. Just calm down. Yeah. Um, my my boyfriend and I got into this weird thing where uh, he was telling me the other day, like, oh, sometimes, sometimes I just feel like nothing I do is enough. And I was like, mm. oh, okay. And it felt like a counseling session. I was like, oh, this, because I totally know I've never said anything to him that would make him feel like that. So mm-hmm. I go... So what made you feel like that? What when did I mm-hmm. like say that to you? And then he brought up some tiny situation that he completely misinterpreted. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, "Oh no, I meant it this way." He's like, "Oh." Oh, okay. Oh. Well, like oh, that was okay. Then I'm like, "Is there anything else?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "So it was in my head, I was like, so bitches is all in your head. Yeah, yeah, and like, exactly. You know, but again, you're just like inventing a problem that like it's, didn't exist. But I was like, okay, yeah. let's let's rationally break this down. What's happening? And also <laughs> those really words like always and I always feel like I'm never enough. <laughs> it's like all those words that put you in poles, yeah. you know? like. But I mean, for him, I realized it was because he had been with some crazy bitches who had like made totally. him feel like that. So yeah. I was like... Okay. Yeah. Let's, it's past let's, Exactly. He was projecting it onto me, and I knew that I hadn't done anything. So I was like, let's yeah. talk about this rationally. And like, and then once I broke down that thought, he was like, oh, oh yeah. But that's yeah, something that's so interesting because like, obviously on a first date, hopefully, you're not dealing with people's like baggage. But once you go past date one, everything is baggage. Like so everything true. is past relationships coming but up. Nowadays in 2017, how many dates have you guys been on that's like you hear their baggage right away? 
I feel like you that probably does happen on day one for Aisha's a few people. Aisha's like, like yep. You hear lots of baggage <laughs> on the first sucks. day. Yeah, that sucks. I, I don't like the baggage first day. People just want to be heard. People just are like, listen to my story. Yeah. <laughs> I was XYZ. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Clint Jackson. You know? Listen to my story. It's me. And you're like, no, I want to be on a date with you. <laughs> How do you deal with somebody who's insecure? Um conversation and yeah. communication mm-hmm. it's like literally all there is is communication yeah. if you don't talk it out then yeah yeah what are yeah. you doing it's like all you can do is communicate i do think especially when it's a relationship like dealing with insecurities like in other venues of life you might just have to like move on yeah, and be yeah. like all i can do is do me and like act in a way that shows that mm-hmm. i'm not the problem they think I am totally but in relationships if you want to see a future with that person I think you do need to point it out and like the way I choose to do it when insecurities especially like with past relationships come up it's sort of like cite a few examples it's never just like there it is that thing you just did Mm -hmm. insecure but it's sort of like okay I see a pattern yeah last week you said this like two days ago you said this and just now you said this it's making me feel that you are feeling a certain way about xyz can we talk about it yeah are you open to talking about it and it's like i was gonna say the key word is also you it makes me feel Mm -hmm. this way because i think like that's what i've personally learned in the past i used to say a lot of like well this you know this happened in my past relation this happened and this happened and i never Mm -hmm. said why i still didn't like a certain behavior yeah i was always like well don't fucking do this because yeah you know like this person did this to me and he'd be like i didn't fucking do this to you i'm like yeah but this happened to me this has happened and then but really it was just to say when that when happened, this happens, I feel this way, and, and I really don't want to feel. Yeah, I don't want to feel this way. And then yeah. when I realize, like, when people understand the way you're feeling mm-hmm. about a situation, they're more amenable. You yes. know, like they they want to fix it, and um, yeah, and like that's how I'm starting to have more conversations. One hundred percent. I also when feel, I feel like insecure. sometimes with guys, like they may not always clearly state how they're feeling yeah and so sometimes you do kind of have to dig yeah it's sort of like well you reacted this way so what do you think that's saying Mm -hmm. and then they might have an answer and you're like i sort of feel like this would you agree or not agree yeah it's a lot of questions it is a lot (laughs) a lot of questions but i do think like in doing that like hopefully you get to have a uh, conversation not just about what's wrong but also about what like in the future can be made right you know it's like okay so in your past relationship you had a partner who cut you down a lot so when i said this benign thing you thought i was digging but i wasn't um when i said it i meant this yeah so now can you like you know separate me Mm -hmm. from the memory of your partner and know that i'm not someone who does that yeah and so give me the benefit of the doubt like you know it's like you can have a conversation about the issue and and tools to use going forward You know, if it comes up again, that's it. If you're, you know, again, with the with the spectrum of insecurity, um, yeah. the people who are jealous and clingy and like more on like the neg- the really hardcore negative mm-hmm. insecure side of, you know, 
putting you down, whatever. I think it's important to say don't accept responsibility for that person's insecurity. Like yes. if you're not doing anything that, and that, that other person's jealous and crazy and like, mm-hmm. you know, one of my my exes who I was with for many years, the demise of our relationship was, you know, we were together four years. Mm-hmm. And, and it came to a point where he was so insecure with me uh, because people had kept telling him, damn, how the fuck did you get her? Mm. And so because, like, I found out that that's what people were saying to him, when we would go out, it came to a point that if anybody even happened to glance over my way in, like, a club, like, I was just standing there, and they were just looking around, and I happened to be in that path, there would be a fight. And so it came to a point that I didn't like going out with him. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, because I was like, he's going to get angry. He's going to fight. I don't want to like. Yeah. And when that and and then then it came a point where I was a publicist and Mm -hmm. I would have to have clients meet people and I'm like mixing and mingling. And then I Mm -hmm. wouldn't do it. But people would come up and give me the you know, the two cheek kiss. Yeah. And I wouldn't do it back because he was right there. Uh But like he would get angry at me. He's like, why the fuck did you? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I literally didn't do anything. I can't control what somebody else does. Yeah. And And once you explain the situation, like, you can't make him learn. He has to want to learn it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so once you explain, like, hey, this is my job, and also I'm with you, and also I don't care about these people, and also all the things, and I see you're feeling insecure about this, but reminder... Like, those are not things that I'm yeah. thinking and da-da-da-da and all that. If those com- – I, I kind of feel like if you have the conversation three times, it's like, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. You know? And that's where it's like the finding the balance of, like, how much of yourself yeah. you want to change for the relationship. Like, I don't yep. think that you should compromise your largest values to accommodate somebody else's insecurities. Sure. You know, I do think I that there there's a give and take for sure. There's an understanding of one another for sure. Yeah. There are pivots for sure. But there's not like your baggage is my baggage now and mm-hmm. I have to fucking add extra weight to my Yeah. You know. That's that is something that's pretty it's hard and that's mm-hmm. why I think like all couples people everyone should be in therapy, but like right. I really um, couples do think I think it's should. important to like check in with an objective party every now and then because I think it is very common in a relationship to make your partner's baggage yours. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and if you do that, then you're not, you're carrying two bags. It's too many bags. Put a bag down. It's like you can't be carrying your baggage and theirs. So it's sort of like once you have these conversations and you can separate, oh, this isn't my issue. This is your issue. The horrible thing in that situation would be for you To, like, never go out again and never greet clients Mm -hmm. and never have male friends. Like, that would be horrible Mm -hmm. because now you've made his baggage your baggage. But if you can say, hey, I need to do these three things to be a living, breathing human in the entertainment industry, um, you have to get on board with this. Um, And we need to have conversations about how you get on board with this. Um, And if that person can't meet you, then it's sort of like, oh, okay, well then. Right. Like, this is a limited relationship, which sucks. Like, it sucks to find that out. There are times where you're in a relationship with someone and you have those talks and you're like, oh, this relationship is limited. Like, it's not going to be forever or like, or like, you know, what? or we're going to continue having this fight for the rest of our lives, which is another like, how exhausting. Oh, my God. So who wants to do that? So is it worth finally before we wrap this up? Is it worth dating somebody who's insecure? A one hundred percent yes. We're if all it wasn't, insecure. then yeah, we're all insecure. If it wasn't, I wouldn't have a boyfriend. And my boyfriend <laughs> wouldn't have a girlfriend. Right. So it's just like yes, a hundred percent. It's worth it. We're all insecure, yeah. and it's all about just figuring out how to 
uh, communicate our insecurities yeah. and um, choose to move up or like rise above yes. them. And just make sure you're not being brought down. By yes, it. it's exactly. Like, I think that's like the key definition is like, how do I how am I feeling in this? Like, did I feel better before? Do I feel better after this relationship? Mm-hmm. And like, you're always going to have, again, like little issues and you communicate it. But like at the core, you should always feel a little better. Yeah. In yeah. a relationship. Your partner should be lifting you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amy, this was an amazing and fascinating and crazy and deep conversation. Thank, Thank you for you. that. Are you ready for your five questions? Oh, yes. The five questions. Ah. Yes. I'm it, ready. It's our, um, we do five questions, our uh, dating version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to ask you five questions, okay. your answers, and you I'm ready? ready? Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Amy, here are your five questions. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? The fir- oh, I mean, eyes, shoulders. Mm-hmm. Those are physical things. Okay, all- um, non-physical would be humor mm-hmm. and intelligence. What is your one deal breaker? Uh, racism? <laughs> I'm black, so yeah. if you don't like black people, GTFO, my mentions. Um, but also, uh, I would say bigotry on any level. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one for this time. Mm-hmm. What turns you on? Cuddling. Hmm. A soft touch. You and I are very different that way. <laughs> Not a cuddler. I'm such a cuddler. <laughs> Tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in a relationship. In a relationship? Um, one of my strengths is, um, oh my God, I don't know. I'm trying to think, what would Steve say? I'm like, <laughs> do I have strengths? Of course um, you do. Oh. Don't be insecure. I would. I know. <laughs> so insecure one of my strengths is um uh communication i like i just learned that from my parents like things go wrong you got to talk it out yeah and sometimes it sucks to have those conversations Mm -hmm. but like you got to talk it out Mm -hmm. um so i think that like i'm i'm like a uh, anti-confrontational person but i love i love fixing (laughs) so Yeah. yeah um i would say one of my weaknesses is uh insecurity yeah, I'm just really insecure. Yeah. Makes you the best writer for the show. <laughs> Thanks. Besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? I like you. Mm. It's more important. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. How can people find Thanks you on for having socials? Me. Yes, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Janiobi. That's at J-A-N-I-O-B as in boy I on all three. Nice. Um, and and people can check out the new season of HBO's Insecure coming later in the year. Yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, if you just want to follow and get a lot of gifts about the show, you can also follow Insecure on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Insecure HBO. Dope. Can't wait for this new season. Um, guys, we're also on social. Remember I told you we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Kinda Dating. And finally, Kinda Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us at 7522 Sunset Boulevard in L.A. Thank you for downloading Thank you for downloading this episode. One day I'll be able to talk. Uh, please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows. 
we also have other podcasts like Pod Sequentialism in the Meltdown Network, so check that out. And send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Also, some topics you want us to um, to kind of cover on the show. I've been getting some cool emails from you guys, so we're definitely going to get to some of those. But if you have more, keep, keep them coming. And finally, I know it's tough out there, but just try. Till next time. The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.